Hey, you guys, it is William Colling from WeWe Vlogs, and producers behind the Eurovision Song Contest 2023 have revealed the running order for semi-final one. We need to talk about it. Just to quickly review, this is the running order for semi-final one. Norway opens the show, followed by Malta, Serbia, Latvia, Portugal, Ireland, Croatia, and Switzerland. And then the second half, it's Israel, Moldova, Sweden, Azerbaijan, Czechia, the Netherlands, and rounding out the show, it is Finland. One thing I want to point out before we dive into this is that the running order has two functions. One is for the television viewer. Producers want to create the most arresting and interesting show so that people will keep watching. So you don't want to have six ballads one after the other. Um, and at the same time, there's a practical function. A lot of these acts have props. Some of those props are difficult to disassemble, to construct. And so they have to make sure that the flow of props, the flow of setting the stage is easy for the crew. If somebody's got a whole bunch of water, you wouldn't want to put someone who performs gymnastics after them because what if they saw lip? Obviously they wiped on the floor, but you get what I'm saying. It's all about practicality. All right, let's take this from the top. I think that Norway is a fantastic show opener. As everyone knows, this song already topped the global viral 50 on Spotify. It has a cross-border infectious appeal. It's really in your face. It wakes you up. If I'm a viewer at home and I don't know what the Eurovision Song Contest is, and then I see Alessandra shaking those hips, cracking that hip, cracking that coconut, I know I am ready to watch. It's just the perfect invitation for a night of slayage. I think the fact that it's upbeat, happy, and inspirational is going to keep people hooked on the show. In second position, second in the running order, the spot of death, it is Malta the busker. Now, we often talk about producers burying the act you know, in spot number two, an act they think that isn't going to qualify. And this makes me sad for Malta. Malta is not a favorite to advance, even if I personally do love the song and think it's quite infectious and catchy. Um, but yeah, this would suggest that producers don't have that much confidence. But look, things can always change, right? It's in the grand final where people have never won from second position. The fact is we have had acts, you know, performing in second who have qualified. So hope is not lost. Spot two may be considered the spot of death, but my book, Wild Dances, is here to give you life. Link in description. I think there's real diversity and flow with these first acts. We go from upbeat Norway to sort of also upbeat Malta, but it's a little more funky. Then Serbia, that industrial sound, the dramatic sci-fi look, so the happy quirkiness of Malta to sort of the dark industrial of Serbia. You, this is actually very auspicious for Serbia. You will recall that last year, Constracta, Constracta Queen, she performed third in her semifinal, and then she ended up finishing third in that semifinal. Could it happen again? Then we go sweet. We're going ambient indie rock with Aya from Latvia. Really beautiful. At Supernova, they just had sort of spotlights, you know, big accent lights behind them. Now, a lot of people have been worried about Latvia. Latvia has a lot of love in the fandom, but people think being in the fourth position is somehow going to hurt it. 
XXX, that's triple X, writes, they killed Latvia and Malta. I've noticed that they never put Western countries in the death slots. We need to remember that last year, yes, last year in semifinal one, Marius Baer from Switzerland performed fourth, and in semifinal two, Nadir Rustamli from Azerbaijan performed fourth, and they both squeaked through. Marius was ninth, Switzerland was ninth, and Azerbaijan was tenth. So do not lose hope. And then we turn up the tempo. We go see our girl Mimi Cat from Portugal. This is a good draw for her. She's really gonna pop out. After the sort of solemnity and quiet beauty of Latvia, we get our vaudevillian cabaret sleigh from Mimi Cat. You know, it's gonna wake people up. Not that they'd be asleep, but you know, Aya has a lullaby quality. I love that song, This Is Not Shade. M Mimi Cat's gonna be like, don't sleep, time to partake. After that, we have Ireland, We Are One. I thought that this indie pop rock song would have been a really good opener for the show, actually. Um, it has a real anthemic quality. I am not the only one who thought that Ireland might open. Writing on the Booby Blogs website, ESC Serge says, there are some surprises. They didn't let a song with the title We Are One open the whole Eurovision with the slogan United by Music. And again, it plays to the texture of the show, because we're going from Mimi Cat to Ireland, pop rock, indie feel, and then on to the can of crazy from Croatia. Croatia is gonna bring all the madness, all the joy, all the mustaches from Zagreb. That's gonna be a moment. Writing on the Weebie Blogs website, Teddy says, oh, interesting. They stretched out Croatia as far as they could to close the first half. I think stars are aligned for Croatia to qualify this year. And then closing the first half, it's Switzerland. Now, Switzerland, of course, is very moody, very atmospheric. It has a solemnity to it. Um, and it's really gonna contrast with Croatia before it. One thing that's interesting about Switzerland following Croatia is that these are two anti-war songs. Croatia is obviously offering a funny take on an anti-war message, whereas Switzerland has a much more, you know, it's a much more dramatic sort of emotional take. It's going to be really interesting to see which kind of slant on that the public prefers. I tend to think in a televote-only situation, they go for the fun over the seriousness. All right, continuing with this change of texture and pace, we have Israel in ninth with Unicorn. I mean, you go from the solemnity of Switzerland and young looking Ramo to fierce diva goddess queen of Noah Carell. This is a hot mess in the best possible way. It's all over the place. It's funky. Um, and it's really going to pop out. I'm surprised that Israel and Moldova are one after the other because Moldova is also... I mean, Moldova tends to lean wacky and crazy. And that song, you know, it's all about like a wedding in a forest, a cosmic bride. I'm expecting something psychedelic and crazy. Um, and so you kind of got crazy after crazy with nine and 10. Now I've been told Lorene was 11th in the running order back in Baku, and here she is in 11th again. They will have wheeled on her digital hamburger, that double LED or some version of it after Moldova. It's interesting. So they've drawn Lorene kind of early in her, in her half. So that means if she makes it to the final, perhaps they would put her later in her half. You know, producers, of course, do decide the running, specific running order after the draw for first half, second half. So if she's drawn into the second half of the show in the grand final, maybe they would put her a little bit later since she went early in her half here. 
We've often seen this happen. Um, after Sweden, it's Azerbaijan. Now, look, I pity anyone who has to go after Lorene. I pity anyone who goes after Lorene, and I particularly pity Azerbaijan. I mean, they've got sweet voices, and, you know, it's a pleasant melody, but that act is one of the more forgettable ones to me. I don't mean that to be rude. It's just the truth. Muzimak agrees. Writing on Weeblogs, he says, The biggest crime is obviously Azerbaijan. Sandwiched between Lorene and Czech Republic, no chance whatsoever. Um, however, there are two of them. They're twins, so maybe they can do something special on stage. Then we've got Chechia. I think Chechia benefits from coming after Azerbaijan. Their music video showed that vocal power. You know, they've got, they've got some real energy. They've got some real thrust. A lot of people love Esna. A lot of people love Chechia. I think Chechia is really going to pop out. Oh, and also the Netherlands after them. You know, my sister's crown, let's just say my sister's crown is shining bright in this sandwich of Azerbaijan and the Netherlands. The Netherlands is very moody, right? Um, it's, a lot of people love it. A lot of people respect the beauty. For me, it's a slow burn. Um, yeah, it's a slow burn. And I think when you're sandwiched between Czechia and Finland, ooh, that's scary. I, that would scare me if I was a duchy. Interestingly, a lot of readers on our website think there's some kind of favoritism being played for the duchies getting this plum position, what they consider a plum position, towards the end of the show. Of course, duchy Twan van der Neuhusen um, is returning as head of contest, so he's in charge of a lot of these things, such as running order. But our man is fair. Our man is not biased. Our man is a neutral artist himself. So, yeah, I don't necessarily think he rigged it, but perhaps they do have something special on offer, and he wants to showcase that later in the show to make a special show? Writing on the Weeblogs website, Jake says, You mean the Dutch producer who creates the running order wants the Dutch entry to qualify? Consider me shocked, since he also gave last year's Dutch entry the same favorable position. Um, of course, the Dutch know how to do staging, so I'm sure it'll be beautiful. And wrapping it up is Finland, Gadia, Gadia, the perfect show closer in a semi-final where there is no jury, where the public decides. I think Karia is the perfect closer. This is going to be good. You know, at UMK, I was in the audience, and I remember it took quite a bit of time to set up his pig pen, to deconstruct his pig pen. Um, so maybe they put him last, you know, just because they were worried about time. I don't know. Um, and they want to have time to deconstruct it. But I think more that it's just this is an incredible song to put before the voting. This is going to want to make people stick around. Cha-cha-cha. Yeah, that's super exciting. I'm really happy that the Nordic countries are not bunched together. We've got Norway first, then Sweden in 11, then Finland in 15. Spreading it out, spreading out the Nordic competition. I want to read some comments from the WeeWeeBlogs website. Eight Legs says, I hope putting Finland last now won't be used as an excuse to give Karia a bad running order in the final. Itchy Bean agrees, writing, I hope not too. They'll suck up to Lorene like crazy. It's showing already. Solstevia says, I was going to say they typically don't put favorites in bad slots, but then I remember Destiny, lol. Potato Chip says, let's hope Karia draws the second half in the final, since I don't think his qualification is uncertain at all. He could have been placed anywhere in the semi and made it. Darren says, Finland closing semifinal one is nothing short of perfection. As the days go on, I really wouldn't mind Eurovision being held in Helsinki next year. Now, there's a lot of controversy on our comment section. Some people think that the producers should not decide the running order at all. This is what Joe writes. 
It's pretty unfair the producers decide the running order, considering that the top 10 will be based only on the televoting results. One of the jury's duties in the semis was to create a balance and lessen the effect of the running order. And Colin replies, I agree, random draw is the only 100% fair draw. I understand these concerns, but again, we need to remember that the running order also serves a practical function. Remember Kate Miller-Heidke? You could not roll Kate Miller-Heidke onto the stage if you had all sorts of, I don't know, props in front of her that you had to clear. So she performed after Luca Hani, if I recall, and all Luca Hani had was his body and the body of his dancers. So it was an easy transition. Luca Hani, you know, wipe, wipe off his sweat and then roll on Kate Miller-Heidke and her three-meter sway pole. So um, we've just got to remember there is that practical consideration. Chris Speaks Wisdom. Writing on the Movie Vlogs website, he says, generally, if a song is good enough, it will go through no matter the running order, and we have seen this happening many times. However, Joe disagrees. Joe says, Albania's Mall finished 11th in the semi, based on the televoting, and it wouldn't have qualified if it was competing this year. Running order does not affect the chances of qualifying for a top five material entry, although it might prevent it from winning the semi. For the remaining entries, so that's that are not top five material, it does affect their ranking position. Now, of course, a lot of people are commenting on the fact that semi-final one feels a lot stronger than semi-final two. This is ESC 1966. I know this discussion is being held every year, but how unbalanced are the semis this year? Honestly, all 15 acts in semi-final one should qualify in my opinion, but in semi-final one, only five to six. Maybe it would be an option that in all, the best 20 acts of the two semi-finals should qualify, but how could this be done? Announce all 20 acts after semi-final two? Would semi-final two have an advantage because semi-final one could be voted for longer? There's a lot of drama. We just gotta keep the system how it is. All right, well look, we could sit here all day. Long story short, if you got a great song, you can qualify from anywhere. So my advice to the acts is to get up and slay. <laughs> That's what we think. What do you think? Do you think the running order for semi-final one is fair? Do you think they've created the best possible show? Who is in and who is out? Let us know here on Wee Wee Blogs, and we'll see you later. Bye.